The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 98. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the 12th episode of Season 5, Wormhole Extreme. In this episode, a spaceship that matches the energy signature of Martin Lloyd's escape pod begins approaching the Earth. The military tracks down Lloyd, who has become a creative consultant on a TV show called Wormhole Extreme that parallels the real SG-1. O'Neill is assigned to confront Lloyd about the approaching spacecraft. The rest of SG-1 is in as backup to recover the remote control device necessary for boarding the enemy ship as it arrives, which is in Lloyd's possession. Lloyd's associates and a secret government group called the NID also want to get their hands on the technology. Lloyd is kidnapped and injected with a drug which restores his memory, but Teal'c helps O'Neill and Lloyd escape. O'Neill gives the remote control to Lloyd's associates, allowing them to flee Earth and Lloyd decides to stay on Earth to continue working on Wormhole Extreme. This is a great episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, plot synopses really don't do it justice because the whole (laughs) point is not the plot that's going on. (laughs) No, yeah. This this episode is is pure meta. I mean, Mm -hmm. when when you have Peter DeLuise directing the episode about him directing an episode (laughs) of a show that's based (laughs) off of the series that he directs. I mean, that's how meta this gets. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's as much fun as watching Galaxy Quest, I feel like. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. very yeah, much it's, in the spirit of Galaxy yeah. Quest. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, this fell right within that like span in the early two thousands, which is when Galaxy Quest was made of very meta things that are just so enjoyable. There's there's this, there's an episode of Hercules the Legendary Journeys where it's all about the characters taking on roles as writers trying to write an episode of Hercules the Legendary Journeys and stuff. So it was just very much in the water, but it's done here better than uh, just about any place else. Yeah, it was just so much fun, and it they did it in a way that like worked well within the world. Like they could have mm-hmm. not handled this well, but the way they did it was just perfect. Yeah, well, it was it was so much fun when they show the the trailer for Wormhole Extreme. Yes, and they show yeah. the, the yeah. Jack O'Neill character, <laughs> and then they show Jack. And then they show the Daniel Jackson character, and then they show Daniel, and then they show the Sam Carter character, and you see Sam Carter kind of like, I like that character. Yeah. Yeah. And then they show the Teal character, and Teal's like, really? He's a robot? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the Daniel Jackson character is very sensitive and about to cry because he's feeling bad, and Daniel's like, I'm not like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they've got transparent skulls, but they still have morals, you know, or they still have rights. And Daniel kind of like, that's not me. That's really not me. (laughs) Which actually what they did with that character in Wormhole Extreme is what we've talked about 
like how yeah. Daniel was, especially mm. in the beginning, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think this this whole episode is like an homage to fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, it you know, it's is. just a nod to all of us. So like we see you, we we get you, we know what you like. Well, Here it is. <laughs> I, I I'd say it's not even an homage to fans. I think it's also like the crew, the the people who put yeah. it on, the writers and the directors and the actors and everybody. We like this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, as as Jack teased, we we had the opportunity to interview Joseph Malazzi. And which you'll get out, it will come out here in a couple of weeks as episode 100. And you can, my feeling was when we interviewed him, he's just as much a fan of this kind of stuff as we are. Mm -hmm. He enjoys this kind of stuff as much as we do. And that's really what they show in this episode. I mean, when they can have, when they can laugh at themselves. Yeah. In these, in this episode. I mean, that says a lot. Yeah. And as, as you mentioned, they, they put themselves into the episode. I think pretty much every producer and, you know, writer, has a has a smart smart role in this. Robert C. Cooper plays mm-hmm. the very put upon writer. Malazzi yeah. is is you know goes up to the craft services table and asks where all the donuts are, and um, you know <laughs> yeah. Green Michael Greenberg's in it. Um, you know Brad Wright has a cameo at the very end. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot and going I really on liked, in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked how a lot of the humor came from the production side. Like it wasn't really even focused on the actors. Like it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. to see them, but all the stuff with like, uh, the guy, he, he's continually asking the pyrotechnics guy to make the explosion <laughs> bigger. bigger or Peter with the, uh, yes. bigger, bigger, don't you understand? <laughs> yeah. As they're literally detonating, you know, gasoline yeah. <laughs> or the part where he wants him to change the, uh, the apple that the Jack character is eating to, uh, kiwis that are spray painted red which always makes me think of voyager where they have like mm-hmm. the leola root which is clearly just like gar- uh ginger which has been painted purple we, we'd uh <laughs> yeah. we we just watched before we watched this this original star trek series uh episode the apple where they do go to a planet of uh, where they go to a, like an eden planet and the fruits <laughs> there are are uh, honeydew melons that have been painted purple yeah, it's always like, so we're going to a Garden of Eden planet and they're going to eat kiwis that are painted red. And we're like, ah, okay. Direct yep. homage to uh, the apple there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, as he's carrying a basket of apples and Eden episode and the, 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 the props guy is just like, okay, Garden of Eden, they ate an apple. So why don't we show apples? Yeah. <laughs> it's not an alien, <laughs> but, uh, and a lot of it comes from Willie Garson as, uh, as Martin Lloyd and just mm-hmm. how he gets no respect from anyone on the set, the actors, the executive producer who flies in for a scene, you know, the director, the, the maybe the writers, but he gets no respect from anyone is just like the creative, the creative guy. Yeah. And so there's He's a like, lot of humor from that. I, I love that. It's like, you know, I've got this meeting. I'm going to be late. And if, 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 if I don't show up on time, they start without me, but I got to be yeah. there on time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it's just so fun to see him come back, like to yeah. use to use that as the launching point for this episode was mm-hmm. was just genius. And, and the fact yeah. that he he had, as you know, spoilers at the end of the episode, he actually purposely wiped his memory again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Tanner and the the other people, other aliens. It was him choosing to do it. Right. And but yet he still remembered all this stuff about SG one <laughs> and the Stargate and. Came up with this epi- this, this ser- series based off of what he remembered, even if he didn't realize that's where he got it. Right. Well, like when he goes, there's a problem with the with, with filming because you made uh, they went both ways through a wormhole. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they're all like, what, what are you talking about? Because the cares. science says like, it doesn't like, work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's he has so much. No idea why he knows that. <laughs> yeah, and so much inside baseball with just on the science when they're talking about you know, um, is is it Michael DeLuise as as Nick Marlowe, the mm-hmm. the Jack character who, uh, you know, Peter DeLuise's brother, I, I assume, you know, mm-hmm. just so much like what? he's question he's questioning mm-hmm. he's yeah he's a Delu- there's another DeLuise we get coming up in a in a few seasons or uh, episodes yeah. too I think but yeah yeah um yeah I mean I, I assume so but yeah just you know questioning like. Like I'm trying to like kiss the alien princess, and there's all these dead bodies around here. Yes, yeah, because yes. you know one one shot stuns, two shot kills. Well, how? Why are they still here? You know, it's because the you know, the audience. Yeah. Oh, they're there. Well, the, the funny yeah. part is he plays kind of this. You know, he, he acts like he's kind of ditzy, but then all of a sudden he gets this this rational thought of why would I be suddenly wanting to make out with this princess above all these dead yeah. bodies? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like that actually makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I thought about that episode where I can't remember which one it was, but we had the most explosions, the most dead Jaffa of any. Remember that? Like yeah, any family other thing. affair or family ties or whatever. It was. And at yeah. the end of the episode, they, they had all these dead bodies, but they cut it really close in so you couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that. But oh, like, yeah. We'll just like zoom in so you don't see the dead bodies. And he's like, but people still know they're there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they yeah, do that do, where they do the boxing of the face, you know, like you see yeah. just this. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, but we know it's around there. <laughs> like, I yeah. wonder how many, how many of the jokes, and I'm assuming it's probably a lot of them are just stuff that had been happening over the oh. years that they mm. were referencing. too many to like list, yeah. right? Yeah. I'd assume it's all of it. And that's why it's just such a like work of art too. like mm-hmm. every line of the production side of, you know, the production plot of Wormhole Extreme is just. Every line is just so enjoyable and just so, you know, chef's kiss, you know, yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. And yet it still works mm-hmm. as a, yeah. as a, I mean, I would say like for you, Jack, if you've not watched all these episodes a hundred thousand times, you know, like it still works as an episode, just, yeah, it's funny and it's irreverent yeah. and it's just, it works without yeah, knowing fun, yeah. and you want to watch it again and go, okay, what did I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did I not get in this one? Like, there's so many little things, like well, then, where he says it. It doesn't say Colonel in my uniform, you know, and he goes back and forth because there was an yeah. episode that Jack said. Does it say Colonel on my Colonel uniform? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it, it does says, say Colonel on my uniform. It's, yeah, but it, but it doesn't say Colonel on my uniform. Can we I, can we write it on right here? Think yeah. that, was that Heliopolis? Was that the episode? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, he used that line a couple of times, I think, but but of course, you know, as, as you know, as a colonel, he'd have the the eagle, yeah. the, the full bird yeah. on his uniform at least. But still, yeah, like this <laughs> this one didn't even have that. But and of course, yeah, the funny part is, a... as you know, this is a meta episode, and there's all the meta mm-hmm. elements. But then you still have the elements of Martin and the other aliens and their ship yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. And pretty they, cool looking it, ship too. Ma- yeah. yeah, and they made it work. Yeah, you know, or all this <laughs> meta stuff. But you have to say though. I have to admit that as I'm watching this, I'm kind of cringing. It's like, yeah, the, you know, the, the, literally they're throwing the rocks that are styrofoam and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the show we watch and you know, they're doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that was, was great. Is like, they're poking fun at, you know, yeah. just the, the kind of over the topness of certain things or the lack of being able to make it really amazing quality at the time or, or budget or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also at the very beginning where they're like, 
uh, was it Peter Deloise is like, Papal, Papal, okay, you're dead. Now roll around. Okay. Now get up. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, the God, it's gotta be humor and difficult to be an actor and act in a show with special effects and sounds and all these things that as an actor, you don't get to experience that. Mm-hmm. You're just on a soundstage doing weird things to yep. someone yelling at you. They you don't know? have enough money for lasers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> but I think that's part of just the charm of Stargate as a mm-hmm. whole. And also mm-hmm. just why I like a lot of like 90s science fiction, because it hadn't reached the point where like science fiction and fantasy was the big thing. And so millions of dollars are being thrown behind it. Yeah. And like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, good new shows out but i feel like they've lost that charm that you have Mm -hmm. with like older shows like where if you watch like next generation and they're um like the hd versions you can see like the little phillips head screws that are holding the consoles together and stuff yeah but (laughs) it doesn't take away from the show it makes it more charming and i like that you don't you don't really get that anymore with super slick things well and and i I think this is this is one episode that really shows why people love stargate especially stargate sg1 stargate atlantis because it it was willing to take itself with you know great humor. Um, mm-hmm. I think one thing we forgot to mention is this: it was the hundredth episode of SG One, and mm-hmm. that's why they did yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So this was the anniversary episode, which right. which by the way, you know, hundred episodes is usually when they go to syndication. So I mean, that's part of the reason why they yeah. celebrate it. <laughs> yeah. Hence the reference. But, <laughs> And there was a reference to that yeah. too. There was a reference to being on cable. Nobody watched it because it was on <laughs> cable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because at the time they were just there. At this point most likely were in negotiations for season six on sci-fi, mm-hmm. but they made the comment about being on cable. Cause they were still on showtime at that point. Um, yeah. And then syndication and stuff like that. But this is, this is I, for me speaking for myself, this is why I like SG one, why I like Atlantis, especially, you know, both of them, they're willing to have these episodes where they just poke complete and total fun at themselves mm-hmm. and laugh with us. They don't take themselves yeah. too seriously. Yeah, and it's Stargate's always had a good balance of humor and drama. And this really, even though it's basically a straight comedy episode, they still are able to pull that in with the characters. Like, because mm-hmm. you, you care about Martin. Like, I know we talked last week about yeah. uh, that guy, the Adrian, the millionaire yep. guy. And, yeah. like, mm-hmm. his story didn't really land because you didn't care about him at all. But with this, even though it's a comedy episode, like, you you're worried about Martin because he's yeah. just a nice guy who's stuck on earth. Yeah. <laughs> there's just something alien. <laughs> yeah. There's just something about Willie Garson too, that anything you put him in, he can just generate sympathy for mm-hmm. his character. He plays yeah. in an episode of, of twin peaks of all things. He, he play he has one, like maybe 30 or, or second or two minute long scene. And that's his the character's only scene, but you'd like totally just feel for him. And that mm-hmm. it's, he has a real, he had a real gift for a, for uh, being able to generate just that, well, was, just that bathos and or yeah, it was fun too that they they, they flipped this previous episode from last season on its head where mm-hmm. it was Martin trying to convince Colonel O'Neill that he really was an mm-hmm. alien and he wasn't just a crazy guy on drugs, and then in this ep- there's this the scene where they're in his trailer Mar- Marty's trailer, and Colonel O'Neill is trying to convince him that he's the alien trap that that yes marty really is the alien trapped on earth oh that's a great thing well why don't you write up a, a prospectus you know why don't you write yeah. up a, a script yeah. for me and we'll take a look at it <laughs> yeah no promises yeah right. yeah well and, and the other thing this isn't the last time we see martin lloyd we see him one more time yeah in the 200th in episode. episode 200 yeah which oh, is, nice. so that's it's awesome. kind of fun that they 
you know, that kind of 200 has even more fun than 100. Like you, yep. you get the call back to it. So I, I agree. I love this is this is part of what makes Stargate great is well, that he, they're willing to do this. Yeah. Of course, at the end, he sticks around. The, the other aliens yeah. get on the ship and leave. You know, they beam up to the ship and leave, but he sticks around. Yeah. And that's the other thing. If, if you think about it, there's actually a, a plot. There, there still is a plot to this episode. Yeah, it's not a dream Beyond episode the where they, fun. yeah, where they wake yeah, up and say, I "Well, mean, that was a crazy dream." I'm never eating meatballs right. before bed again, or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get the NID. You get, uh, is it Colonel you, uh, Barrett? I can't yeah, remember. Ma- uh, yeah, Major. Major. Is that what it is? I can't remember. A- Agent so Barrett. So you get yeah. Barrett for the first time, which he becomes a recurring character. I mean, the NID. So it's still pushing the plot forward. Mm-hmm. It's not just fun. Mm-hmm. And you start Mostly to actually fun. like feel for Tanner and the other yeah. you know, members of, of Martin's, you know, planet. Yeah. It's because it, you start. Yeah, they just want to get home, you know, and that's why they're doing all this. And they haven't killed or at anybody. least get off Earth. You know, they, yeah. they know their home is right. gone, but at least, you know, get off Earth and go sit, settle somewhere else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. They weren't they weren't the villains, even though that's how it's spun. But then you get mm-hmm. that twist with the NID. And so I like that, yeah. too, where there's no malice from the aliens. You just want to go Much. home. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even Look. in this episode, the NID is just trying to figure it out first, right? They're just mm. trying to to get it. So you 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 have the little, I guess you'd call it a B plot, you know, of Carter and Daniel trying to figure out what the NID is up to or what Tanner and them and get right. caught by them. It, well, and, and they did a really good job of that bad. where Carter and, and Daniel are trying to figure out what the aliens are up to and the aliens redirect them to NID <laughs> yeah. and NID right. you know, is being redirected to SG-1. Mm-hmm. And of course they end up, you know, they get that scene where they're pointing guns at each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, it was, it's so great that it's just like, okay, the aliens tricked both of you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have Murray serving sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Why are those yes. Chulakian sandwiches, right? Yeah. They don't like the, they don't like the food of Chulak. Yeah. The yeah. food of Chulak. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all notice that the character, I can't, I can't remember his name. I have to look it up. But the character of Teal on Wormhole Extreme. The robot. Grell or whatever, saying. yeah. Didn't say a word. Nope. N- never once said a word. There were a couple of times where he'd kind of do the, uh, <laughs> yeah. open his yeah. mouth and like stick up his hand yeah. like he's going to say something and then get interrupted. <laughs> and he was facing away from the camera in a lot of his shots too, like kind of yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He gets he gets a line at the end of 200th episode, I think. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and then he can't lift that one eyebrow, so they have yes. some a, a, a monofilament line super glued to his eyebrow, which yeah. you <laughs> only can really see on like you couldn't see that on like a smaller fuzzier TV in the day. But it was like trying to get his eyebrow to go up. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the episode, they break the fourth wall and they have the Daniel Jackson wormhole extreme guy saying, I, pl- you know, my name is so-and-so I play so-and-so who plays so-and-so, <laughs> which the was the character line. of Daniel Jackson yes. that was played by Michael Shanks. And then, uh, Oh, I forgot his name. Originally played uh, by James Spader in the movie. James Spader, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then he looks at the camera guy and goes, are you okay? Cause he's just gone to the <laughs> Then we have the, uh, the Jack stand in. Yeah. When he finds out that it's not a real show, it's a oh, show right. and yeah. a show. He yeah. doesn't understand it. And it's brother and brother arguing with yeah, each exactly. other. Yeah. And that is so awesome. <laughs> They've got two DeLuise brothers. Like, wait, am I getting paid? Like, real money? Yeah, real money. <laughs> it's not a real show, but I mean, it'd be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and perfect. we do get that third DeLuise brother in, I don't know what season, season seven. Another one eight. of Sam's. Uh, he is Sam's boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah. (laughs) This is probably like one of my favorite lines in all of sci-fi too. And that when the Sam character, um, Yolanda Reese, who's playing, who I forget what the name is in the show, but, but she's, you know, it's talking about like, so in this, in this scene, I'm out of phase. Yep. You can pass this out. So so why don't I fall through the floor? We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They just look at each, I mean, it was silence, silence for a good 15 seconds. Yes. They're just Mm -hmm. looking at each other going, I don't know how to answer this. (laughs) Right. That's what everyone asks in any any science fiction show. Yeah, what the, are you breathing? Out of phase thing. Yeah, you're out yeah. Of phase. What like, are you breathing? Why doesn't the Earth just move around and you're just floating in space? Or like like Star <laughs> Trek? Why didn't you just fall out of the ship as soon as you went out of phase? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I figure that's one of those. That's one of those. I hear you, fans. I yeah. hear what you say. We get it. It's yeah. Not yeah. I feel like <laughs> in addition to being obviously a take on like the writers, uh, Lloyd is also a take on those nerds who are watching the show, which is all of us asking those like nitpicky questions, but they do it in a loving way, which is, which is really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in episode 55, when you said, you know, what? right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the money man from the studio comes in and it's like, you know, like we don't have money. We don't have money for a ship. You just show the reaction sides. Ooh, what are we? (laughs) Yeah. Do the shadow over their faces. Yeah. And then and, he's like, if you could do it for $5,000 cheaper, you could do it. I was like, okay, that explains a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. I love when they actually show the ship coming down. Mm-hmm. It's from the point of view of the camera guy, and he's trying to get a good angle. And there's still right. like a bunch of stuff in yes. front of it for the whole yeah. shot. <laughs> that was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, people are just kind of standing around looking at it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool special effect we have on this on this show. Or, or, or you see like Martin's like, no, pan up. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment too, where he just pops into frame and he's like, pan up. And then there's the ship there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. Love, going back to the money guy, I love how he's like, now who in this room has had gotten a cable ace? ace award. Yes. You know, the excellence yes. in cable, you know, achievement <laughs> cable excellence award, which is like, even by the time I think if I, I looked it up and I think by the time even this episode aired was no longer be giving away. Yeah. yeah, it's like from 1978 to 1997, they had the Cable Ace Award. So yeah. even by this time, it was like an award they weren't issuing anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But and he won it for the talking dog that solved crimes. Puchinski, yeah. which, of course, yeah. Jack is a big fan of Puchinski. He loved that yeah. show. <laughs> well, and then I think it was it Martin that's like, we're going to win it. What was it? We're going to win a special effects award. We're going to win this. an Emmy for the show. Emmy, yeah. Special yeah. effects category. For yeah. Ship, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just so even even fun. Hammond had a good line where, well, you know, the Air Force is allowing this because it's good cover if it stays on the air. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, I think we, we learned later on that it was canceled, but then they were going to make a movie of it. And then it mm-hmm. goes on for another 10 seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's what we learned yeah. in, in uh, yeah, 200, I think. Yeah. In, in Citizen Joe, they, they talk in season eight, we, we hear that it only ran for one season. And then yeah. later we hear okay. about the, yeah. Nice. Of it. Got <laughs> everything else. Got the you know, it's funny. So last episode we talked, I mentioned that earth based episodes that we, we kind of struggle with. Not this, this one. This was an earth based episode. Yeah. Not this one. Two, <laughs> yeah. two in a row. And you don't hear us complaining about it no. at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. This has been one of my favorites so far. And it's interesting mm-hmm. if you look at like the top favorite lists of Stargate, a lot of them are these very episodes that lean very heavily on comedy. 
Because mm-hmm. I think the cast just works so well in that role. Yeah. I think you can tell they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, they don't take it too seriously. Yeah. They enjoy each other. They enjoy your, what they're doing. And they just... I don't know. Have fun. I mean, can you can you imagine when they're sitting in the writers' room or they're sitting, you know, you know, brainstorming this episode, and they're sitting there? I, I imagine them that you know they've got their drink of choice, whether it's a cocktail or a whiskey or whatever, and and they start talking about all these little things that happen as they're been going along. Well, let's throw this in. Let's. Throw, oh, do you remember when this <laughs> happened? Do you remember that? You know, makes, do you remember yeah. when you wanted a bigger yeah. explosion? You remember when you you know. Yeah. If Michael Shanks was ever hurt by uh, fake boulders at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All their inside jokes, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it just goes back to, you know, what what I've I've said her, but not recently that, you know, when the people making a show are having fun, then the audience Mm -hmm. has fun. And it's, you know, when the people making a show are miserable, that comes through as well into the final product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Put a big X on the back of their camo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's marketing's idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, why, why don't the aliens ever wear camo? That's why they're dead. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I love their, their Stargate. I just love their Stargate prop in this. Yes. It's all like pink yes. neon and, and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. They don't, Very they don't feature that nearly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they say that anything with an X gets better. Or marketing yeah. or whatever and this <laughs> yeah. was still in the time period of the x-files yep. you know yeah i wanted to call it going to space or what was that? <laughs> <laughs> they go to space i think yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well i, I love the, the, yeah. the uniforms because it's like oh this uniform is real isn't it? it's just like uh you know just yeah. just like the one that you wear you know and it's like no that looks nothing like what it's <laughs> actually wearing yeah. But we get a nice callback to that when Jack is asking the parking, you know, the entry uh, gate attendant, mm. you know, mm-hmm. for the, um, for the, you know, can you give us the list of all the visitors? And that's how they track down, you know, the aliens at first, but they, they're being played. And then as he walks out, you know, it's a, it's a female uh, gate attendant. He goes, Jack goes, Hey, I like the uniform and your face lights up and stuff. You know, cause yeah, she's basically wearing like a you, blue jumper or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a really nice, just kind of character moment there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love the line he says. Oh yeah, we've got uh, like a real general coming in. You know, it's it's a yeah. pivotal moment, mm-hmm. and you know that was a shot across the bow for the you know the chiefs of staff of the air force who were on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course they made the reference about we need a sexy alien. Yeah. Yep. Sexy female alien, uh, yeah. and and of course we we know that was Anise yeah. Freya because mm-hmm. we talked about that last season. But I saw somebody on. Saw somebody online that said that was actually like real that they were setting it up for season eight or was it nine? Where over where when Vala? Claudia Black came in? Oh, yeah, for Vala. Uh, that seems oh. a bit of a stretch. I, was like, ah, I don't know. I, almost I think that took was it, an Anise reference. I almost took it as a poke at Voyager because this was right around the time that Seven yeah. and Nine came on yeah. Voyager when the ratings. Well, I, were I think it was too. I mean, we had mm-hmm. we had Hathor, we had Vala, we had mm-hmm. or we will have Vala. We had you know. There, there, there were mm-hmm. regular, regularly occurring sexy aliens kind of throughout. They so. just keep trying it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Atlantis, I think, had more of them. But I do love the uh, alien princesses outfit in this <laughs> with like the three like shoulders coming out and the flower petal and the corset. And... <laughs> Did she look like, what is it on Mario? Like Princess, princess? Peach or something? Or... Yeah, kind that's of, what I could A little bit like Princess Kind of. Flippy yeah. hair. And yeah. The... Or uh, just a 1950s, yeah. you know, sci-fi princess who's yeah. That's, that's what much, I thought more was like yeah. the uh, 
the black and white science fiction or Flash Gordon or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's yeah. much taller than the leading man. You know? oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> 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 There's cameras, camera. you know, at the yeah, angle yeah. you can look the it's same, fine. right? It's fine. <laughs> and if you look at the actress, she's trying so hard not to, to laugh. not crack up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was an ad lib. I mean, like, how much leeway did they all have to, like, make this funny? Well, especially at that part, because that that was an end part, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, you know that had to be ad libbed, you know, because, because again, these are two Deloise. You had Peter Deloise behind the camera, and you had Michael Deloise's brother. You know, if they've got the Deloise sense of humor. Oh, my gosh. You know that had to be an ad lib at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I just loved. I love that Peter DeLuise was in the, like, we're always looking for his cameos, you know, every time he directs, but he was just front and center through a good portion yeah. of the episode. So that was, that was, and then I kept watching it and going, wait, that guy looks really familiar, you know, and wait, that guy looks familiar. And then you're, you're looking at IMBD and you're like, oh, wait, that was, you know, Robert C. Cooper. Or that was Brad Ryder. That was, Jim yep. Malazzi, you know, like it was so funny to look at them and be like, oh, wait. Yeah. Even, even <laughs> so. Andy Makita gets a, gets a cameo and he was yeah. just coming on uh, to the show at this point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, uh, and I like that line at the end when it's ending and he's like, this is, this, uh, you know, does this work? It's okay for a walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good and enough. we'll pan yeah. up here. And yeah. yeah. Which we fade. We'll write about now. <laughs> and it fades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It worked. I, I don't know how many shows take these risks and it doesn't work, but this worked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other shows that have done this. I mean, they, it's not so common anymore. I guess you could almost say that like um, far beyond the stars, that deep space nine episode that goes kind of, it's not really yeah. meta, but it does like with the sci-fi writers, that's almost like the opposite mm, of this because it's, it's real. It's, oh, that was the callback to it. But yeah, that yeah, was a good that, one. And then, like I said, there was an episode of Hercules that did it. Um, see, the, the problem with far beyond the stars on DS nine is it, it was the exact opposite. Of this. It was yeah, meta. It was, but it was so serious. It was yeah. just for drama. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whereas this had the little bit of drama, but was mostly for the humor. And you really don't, you don't know, don't know a lot of series that have would take the, the humor to this level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely not in the Star Trek universe. I mean, there, there are humorous episodes of Star Trek, but not like this. Yeah. There are a couple episodes of episodes the- of, of Buffy where the characters like put on a play or, or like if a show has a music if a show has a musical episode too, yep. uh-huh. um, you know, they can, they can do that, but not to where they break it down and say, you know, have act- actors like giving out their names, you know, in front of the camera yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and I'm think glad we the, didn't go the musical route. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've seen too many of those that just did not work. Yeah. This was, this was kind of time though, when they were ep- series were willing to take these kind of risks. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned Buffy, because that was not long after this, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the musical episode, I think, would have been, yeah, just a year or two after this. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of about this, about this time where cable TV had really kind of established itself. And these, these series that were on cable were willing to take the risks to do something mm-hmm. like this once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just the, the structure of the show and the fact that it's a science fiction show so they can have that conceit in there. So it, they don't have to just do like it's a dream episode or just like mm-hmm. a random yeah. one off. Like it works perfectly well within the canon of the show. 
Oh. And it wasn't like alternate reality, mm-hmm. quantum mirror, yep. you know, none of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Supernatural did it a couple times too, where they, they go to an actual, like the Winchester brothers go in and somebody's, they're making an actual show. I mean, it's actually a whole plot line through Supernatural where a prophet of the Lord is, is writing novels called Supernatural that's about their lives and stuff. And hmm. it, yeah, there's other things, uh, you know, and it's, it's, you know, they need to see him to find out what happens next, but he hasn't written that part yet. And so they have to get him to write it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and then there's, but they, there's another episode where they, I don't know where they go into uh, a different version of, and see, you know, basically a film version of themselves and they do. So supernatural has done several episodes kind of, of this, but when you're doing 15 seasons, you're going to, you know, <laughs> do whatever you, you can. <laughs> yeah. This also makes me think of the most recent Matrix movie, which tried to do a very similar thing where it was meta. Oh, yeah. The first part of the movie, like, it goes very meta where you have them, like, doing, like, the storyboarding ideas for the the movie and, like, all Mm -hmm. these jokes. But it it didn't work because it it takes it and, like, flips it on its head in the second half and goes all dark and serious again. So it just really, it's the same kind of idea, just did not work out. But yeah, no, this is this is definitely in my top ten episodes <laughs> I've seen so far, and it will probably stay there. Yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. I would easily put it in my in my top ten, and you know, it's one you know that I could watch you know as many times as as I can afford to watch something, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. I did look to see what when this episode aired because like it's hard to remember mm-hmm. time period wise, and this was September of twenty eleven. Or t- 2001, sorry. Oh, yeah, three days. It was oh, yeah. three right days before. before 9-11. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was also the mid mid-season break back when you know okay. shows used to take that six. This was a six-month break. And I don't know if it was planned or if it was because oh, 9-11 yeah. and the upset in the, in the time, you know, in the shows at that time. But this was the week of September 11th. And then the next one didn't air wow. until... Yeah, six months later, it was a really weird. I mean, obviously, it was an unspeakable, horrific event that you know obviously defined our nation. But from a pop mm-hmm. culture perspective, I mean, it's things tonally shifted. This is when also mm-hmm. when the live action like Tick, you know, series was coming out that was like you know mm-hmm. a comedy sitcom mm-hmm. about heroes and stuff, and it ran for nine seasons, and then they like they killed it. They didn't even show all the episodes, and when they came back with live TV, it was like twenty four with Jack Bauer stopping the terrorists. Yeah. Yeah, so it was. I mean, it it changed the whole like pop culture landscape. And to Stargate's mm-hmm. credit, they didn't immediately go into let's fight all the terrorists, you know, and and stuff. They mm, they they yeah. kept tonally the show consistent, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they were able to get away with that because they're you know in Canada and Vancouver and stuff. But um, yeah, well, when when so much of TV just suddenly went, you know. And, and to be, yeah. I mean, to be to be fair, that's kind of always been the thing of SG One is fighting the terrorists of the Gwauld. Anyways, so yeah. I mean, it really it if anything, it kind of strengthened the show, and and maybe that's yeah. why it yeah. got picked up by Sci Fi so quickly after you know because again, this would have been about the time that they're negotiating for season six. If there was going to be a season six, where was it going to be? Maybe they've already mm-hmm. done that, and. You know, maybe they sat and said, okay, you know, we keep doing what we're doing because it works. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're kind of in that, you know, we're being lifted, you know, we're, we're got that kind of that fervor now again as a country of, you know, fight the bad guys. And this is a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, because it's military based show, but it portrays the military positively. So I imagine they, yep. yeah, that'd be something that would yeah. work in its yeah. favor then. Oh, especially back Probably then. So. I mean, if you for those those who remember nine eleven, it was you know. I mean, it was Lee Greenwood was mm-hmm. everywhere. No one, no one, yeah. very few people had heard Lee Greenwood in years. And all of a sudden, God bless the USA mm-hmm. was yeah. being played everywhere, yep. which is fine. I love yep. the song and I love every his day music, was an air but, show. Yep. Yep, know. exactly. So I just thought it was interesting if this was the, this was the episode kind of left off right. until yeah. six months later and, in March. Yeah. And, and I, I do wonder if it, this, that was an intentional decision that it was, this was going to be the break episode. The episode before it the break. probably was. And so it was already they planned. They had 24, yeah, 24 episodes, and this was number 12. So it would have been the natural break. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I looked that up before the show, actually, because I was wondering the same thing. And I didn't find anything about it saying that they cut it because of because of that. So I'm assuming that was just what was planned. Well, it's, you know, again, this is, this was before, you know, streaming services where they can release uh-huh. episodes, you know, seasons whenever they feel like it. Now, you would have yeah. kind of your winter hiatus half yeah. seasons where you would have right. shows that like for example you know we recently did uh secrets of quantum leap of classic quantum leap and that's how quantum leap started is it was kind of a winter spring half season that mm-hmm. then went on to be many more seasons mm-hmm. and so well, it, yeah if you remember this show aired it, it would premiere in the summer so it would premiere when the networks were on hiatus mm-hmm. And it would run through the summer. And then when the network started their big shows, it would go on break. Yep. And so that's, that's kind of what happened here. Yeah. So. And, and yeah. Yeah. Back, back when, you know, the, the, the regular network shows would go on reruns. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they, they, you know, yep. but also seasons would be 26, 30, yeah. 35 episodes, depending on what type of show it was. So half the year you'd have new episodes and half the year you'd have either yep. filler yeah. seasons of other shows or reruns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is strange now to watch the old shows and have 24 episodes a season. Yeah. And now shows you're lucky if you can get eight. Yeah. But I think that that's 13. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with like TV nowadays is that you get these TV shows that are like eight to 10 episodes and because they're so restricted, it's much more focused and you don't get episodes mm-hmm. like this. Anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, they treat those like a mini or like a movie. So it make, has to be yeah. Very compact. Yeah. Making an eight, eight hour movie or something. Oh boy. That's yeah. It's, it's all, it's see. all about, you know, in, in interestingly, this was about the time 2001 was about the time they started thinking in that mindset. You know, we always use Battlestar Galactica as one of the start, mm-hmm. one of the, early examples of the overarching storyline for the entire season type series. Mm-hmm. And that's and about I, this time. Babylon, Babylon five was, was doing it. Uh, I think they were just wrapping up at this point or yeah. even before yeah. this and, point. Yeah. And he was, he was considered kind was... of weird for his ideas with Babylon yeah. five, where he mm-hmm. had the whole five mm-hmm. year seat full five year arc written out before they even filmed day one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that, Whereas I, it works well for some shows if you want to do like a full season like story like that or even a full show mm-hmm. story, but it doesn't make give the shows a lot of rewatchability. Like, no, I like to go no. back and rewatch individual episodes of Stargate or Star Trek or whatever, but I'm never mm-hmm. going to watch Bat- Battlestar Galacta again or Game of Thrones again or anything like that because yep. you can't just pick <laughs> yeah. a random episode yeah. out of it and watch it. Oh, I actually I do that with Battlestar. Really. 
Yeah, I do. I have favorite episodes. Well, I just watched 33 because oh. it's so good. But yeah. Oh, that well. is. Yeah. I was well. I was just mm-hmm. thinking, you know, Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, which is, which thanks be to God, they <laughs> announced one more season and it's done. But um, <laughs> there are only a couple episodes that I feel like you could do that, and one of them, and they're both like the well, one of them is definitely the Harry Mud episode where he's doing the time loop. Yeah, yeah, where he he keeps jumping back and killing everybody, and jumping back and killing everybody, and that that one's that one's very much worth rewatching over and over again, just because Rain Wilson plays Harry Mud so yeah. well. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but but it's it's one of the few episodes of that series that you feel like you could jump in and just watch this episode. Mm-hmm. And it stands alone as an episode. And that, yeah, that's, that's what it's prevents me lot. from going back and watching those shows that are longer form because mm-hmm. you got to start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the, by the mm-hmm. way, Lord Dex is great for that. Star Trek Lord Dex is, is great for that. Strange New Worlds too, yeah. Yes. Those are both well, ones you can go watch. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking forward to the, the fact that they have so many. This show, getting 24 episodes a season, getting over 200 episodes. Mm-hmm. You just don't, I feel like you don't get that, like, really explore the characters. Exactly. I mean, to a point where you, yeah. you, the last two seasons, you get completely new characters. Oh, not completely. I mean, you know, you still have. Mostly, yeah. Sam and Teal'c, but everybody else. But, you know, it's just, it's, you really got to explore it and they got to make mistakes and have fun and, you know, do all of these things. So I do miss the, I do miss the longer seasons. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the most recent episode of Picard, but we have a Vulcan, you know, um, we have a Vulcan and a Bajoran on the bridge, you know, and it'd be really cool if each one of them could get like an episode like, you know, on DS9 or when, when the minor characters would get their own episodes and get to go off and do things. And I, I don't imagine, I haven't seen the latest episodes, so no spoilers, but I don't imagine we're going to see, you know, the Vulcan and the and the Bajoran <laughs> having any, you know, like being fleshed out as fully realized characters, although they're they're pretty interesting, you know, just the little yeah. snippets that we see. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. what's missing from Stargate. We don't get a, a Walter episode. Yeah. Yeah. Did we? We don't, <laughs> well, right? I mean, no Walter. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, I too. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do we no. do kind of get the one where they're you know the guys uh recording yeah. we're doing yeah. and walter yeah. gets yeah. interview about you know about how he changes things up once in a while instead yeah. of locked True. it's sect True. or you know whatever what but you know it would have it would have been really fun to have like a walter rules the sgc kind of episode yeah or he's, he's on he's on like, night shift he's on night watch yeah. or something like everybody else gets alien virus and yeah. he's like it and he has to save well, they, they, the, they don't the even planet. have to do that they could just do what what is what does the night shift on sgc look like yeah his home in bed i feel know. like that was a star trek episode. it was yeah, yeah there was, was one of those next two, generation but. episode but <laughs> yeah but no I, I i think somebody could splice together all the walter scenes into like you know what was really going on and <laughs> you know just one episode yeah. of just all the walter scenes or something. i feel like he was kind of like an unsung hero yeah you know that would have been fun, yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on this fantastic episode? <laughs> I, I did get a kick out. There's a, just kind of a passing line where, where they're looking through the records of people who had who had been there on the lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Daniel says, he's got two PhDs. Why is he a teamster? And he says, yes. it must be for the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning he was, yes, he was more money being a teamster, member of the <gasps> teamsters union, than to be, have your PhDs. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or uh, when Malazzi yeah. rocks over to the craft services table and is like, where are the donuts? And Tilk yeah. says, the drivers consumed them all and then fell asleep. Leave us. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he just... <laughs> that was good, too. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, Joseph Malazzi himself uh, on with Yay. us uh, to do an interview. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be our 100th episode. So yes, yeah. there we go. Very fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Ryan C., Joseph R., Kelly W., and Curtis C. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secret to Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Proving Ground. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Wormhole Extreme. Now, this this isn't a real show. We're, we're still being paid real money for this, right? <laughs> are we are we being paid? I'm I'm never getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jack. Yeah. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack, and bigger. <laughs> Bigger. (laughs) What part of bigger don't you understand? (laughs) Once again, I'm Jack Berezini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Doctor Who. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Doctor Who.